the good news is here. <laughs> we, are, we are back live. I like when we have a conversation and just press play. Man, you got the water, you got the tea. What's your favorite drink? Coffee. Is it coffee? Like bar down? Bar down. Bar none? Bar down's a hockey term. Like what? it's a crossbar and it goes down and in. Bar down. Bar down. The top, that's where they keep the coffee top. Coffee down. Side. So you, if you could pick one drink to drink for the rest of your life, it would be coffee. It would be water because I'm not an idiot. No, 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 no. I mean like, I mean as a pleasure thing. Like water we just have to have. Coffee. Coffee. What do you think mine is? You know what? You know what's so good about my my choice? It gives you, you life, it. and <laughs> you can drink it hot or cold. Oh, so I would still have variety. What's your choice? No, it's true. What's it's your true. choice? I like now you're making me. Nah, no, you're making whatever me, was on the tip of your tongue. Go like with it. I gotta say kombucha, and I haven't had that for a while. Um, but when you said the cold coffee, because we got into that last year with real cold brew, not like cold coffee, cold brew is very different. Like, yep. Like it's almost magical. A little too caffeinated. Not everybody's cold coffee. No, I, not I, everybody's cold brew. A though. little bit. Too, no, it has to be real cold brew. I know what you, I know what you, you know what I mean by when I say that. Um, but that cold brew is highly caffeinated. Um, we have that at the booch pit. We we liked it so much. We um, we bought too much, and so we froze them. But it's completely that I can't. And like it's you know that I'm not interested in that at all. You can freeze stuff. No, fine. we'll just see what happens. No, we'll see what happens. Okay, but it, you even. you have to Every dilute it. Every time I see it, it I'm like, I no. I have this much of it with a glass of ice and a little bit of cold like foam, cold foam, and I'm like I feel it quite a bit. My friend though. He uh, he had some and he got it out of the concentrate and it was a glass like this. He was not okay. Like I I drove him home and this was about an hour after and he was like looking at his hands and he's itching. I'm like, you're not. A, what's going on with you? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, he goes. I go. You had the coffee, the cold brew coffee. Did you take it out of this container or that container? He goes, this container. I'm like, you're on like 15 cups of coffee. <laughs> Do you want me to read? Good times with the caffeine. All right. So, but I think overall, I would, if I had to pick one for the rest of my life, it would be kombucha. But you made a good point for coffee with the cold. There's oh, a lot of varieties sure. of coffee, though. Like there you is. can have the cappuccino, you can have the cortado, you can have the dark, yeah, the light, you can have. If I can only have one drink for the rest of my life, is there an option of like milk to put in my coffee or am I drinking black coffee? Mm -mm -mm. No, I think coffee is a genre, I was saying. So the same as kombucha is a genre. But I, yeah, that would be a hard... Yeah, you yeah, you have a point. I'd have to debate it further <laughs> in my heart. All right. All right, here we go. All right, so before I entered recovery, I was very unloving. We didn't ask what your favorite drink is. What's your What's your one thing that you would pick for the if life? If you had to pick one fun drink, yeah. what would you... Buble's top on my list right now. It's because you're on... All right. Because I'm on special On an elimination protocol. Okay. Before I went into the fellowship, I was very unloving. But um, from the time I went away to school, I paid very little attention to my mother and father. I was on my own, and I didn't even bother to keep in touch with them. After I got married, I was very unappreciative of my wife. Many a time I left her flat while I went out to have a good time. I paid very little attention to our children and never tried to understand them or make pals of them. When was this book written? Oh, yeah, oh, the 60s. Hey, um, very, my few friends were only drinking companions, not real friends. 
have I gotten over loving nobody but myself? That sounds like a gift that recovery could give somebody. I felt like you're just reading my be calm, be true. Is this is the meditation part? Mm. So be calm, be true, be quiet. Do not get emotionally upset by anything that happens around you. Feel a deep inner security in the goodness and purpose in the universe. Be true to your highest ideals. Do not let yourself slip back into the old ways of reacting. Stick to your spiritual guns. Be calm always. Do not talk back or defend yourself too much against accusation, whether false or true. Accept abuse as well as you accept praise. Only God can judge the real you. Your voice became very soothing. But that last sentence there really gave me pause. Accept abuse as well as you accept praise. And I don't think they're talking about a per- yeah. two. They're not talking. This reading is not talking to a person who is in. Who is with, right. I think they're talking about like. Other people's resentments un- or hurt. Or- yeah. Unkind talk. Unloving talk. Un- like accept. But go to the front end, and I was like, I felt um, like they were reading our our first fifteen years of our relationship. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, and and I realized that I really only cared about myself, and I never. But here's the thing: you don't know what you don't know. So I never knew what love was, and I had trouble, you know, saying that I loved you. I didn't have trouble saying I loved you to you or what I need. It was when all alternative motives. And you needed something. Um, but I, I had a problem where there was real love it, with my parents. Like, I, I, I struggled saying I love you. Like, that's something that I've always struggled with. And I remember being at uh, treatment at a homeless shelter and uh, we're talking about emotions and love came up and like one guy literally and it's a bunch of dudes right at a homeless shelter so it's pretty raw and we're all uncomfortable i think i was and this one guy goes yells love schmuff like and then he <laughs> it was he had some more explicitives but I've always remembered that. It's like, I feel like for me, it's such a foreign concept of what actual love is. Mm-hmm. And and it's been um, only through my recovery with um, a relationship with God where he has given me his love inside of me. And then I was like, oh, I've never, this is what I've always wanted. Like this, what I'm feeling and what I'm I'm going through experiencing mm. and I'm awakened to what real love is. Like this is what I've always wanted. I've never known what it is. Um, anytime it's come close, I punched it or, or spit on it. And, and now I'm uh, now I'm being a vessel filled with God's love. And I was like, I've never known mm. what that what that what love was until I felt it from God. And now I'm able to be loving and not just say, I love you. Like, I don't think I'm a, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'm, I, I think love is more actionable. And, and so I've, I've, you know, I've grown like that. Like picking up obviously. my socks without complaining? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I leave socks around. Well, you leave a lot more than socks. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think love is actionable, and I think if it's really from the heart, it's like, and, and 
And here's the thing. It's like when I have God's love or God's peace or God's joy or God's forgiveness, I don't get... I don't get to do those things. I get to be those things. And so I get to be loving. I get to be forgiving. I don't get to choose who I do that to or for because isn't that really plain mm -hmm. God of like choosing who I love or, oh, that's a hard person that requires more love. And that's not real tolerance. That's not real love. I'm just, I got the fake love. Mm -hmm. I've got the like deep sighs deep breath, this person's going to take from me and, and has nothing to offer. And I just have to endure the pain and the suffering of this relationship right mm. now. And it's like, that's not love. I don't get to choose. That That's my, um, that's my thought. Oh, that's good. So I feel like the ending, um, like about not defending ourselves, like how do I be, how, how do I be calm, be true, be quiet, right? It's like, I'm trying to be still inside myself when before, you know, I could get really emotionally charged. I could get really upset. I'm defending myself. I'm trying to control the world around me and I'm mm. trying to control what happens inside of me. But the beautiful thing about a relationship with God, with a power greater than me is actually that I don't have to be the one that does all that. Mm -hmm. I don't actually have the power to not get upset with you in the moment. Like, you know, I was even thinking... I gave an example to some friends last night where, like, I have a friend and I'm, like, on her kitchen, on her dining room floor changing her kid's diaper. She's downstairs. Dinner's in the oven. And she comes upstairs. Oh, no, the chicken. And I was super snarky. Like, well, I shut it off. Did you even look at the stove? And, I, and, I, and then I'm, like, changing this diaper. And, and later on, I just kept, it kept going over my head. Like, why did I respond to her like that? Hmm. And so what I realized is actually it had nothing to do with the whole scenario. What I recognized is that I was carrying some tension about something that was happening that evening. And I had never mm. paused during the day. I had never looked at my whole day that day. I did never sit down to, to quiet myself with God, to check in with my body. What's happening? How am I feeling? What's going on? And so I sent her an apology. She was like, Oh, I didn't even hear that. And I was like, mm. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Cause that was really embarrassing that I did that. But what I recognized is I have zero control in the moment. I can't stop myself from snapping at a friend in the moment. Like I just can't because it, it's so what I can do. Like the, the, in life of, we talk about counters, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we talk about actions. And when we're getting like results that we don't want, like I'm snapping at a friend, I have to like have a, I have a tape, an automatic tape that plays and I'm trying to recognize like where did this scenario mm. actually start? And what I saw was like it couldn't happen before the words came out of my mouth. Mm. This the the interruption actually needed to happen much earlier in the day before Vicky starts to get, you know, spun out without even recognizing that I'm getting spun out. Like I don't even know what's happening because I didn't pause earlier in the day to check in, like, what's happening today? How, do I have tension in my body? Am I feeling anxious about anything? Like, what, you know, I didn't do that. And so the, I felt like when I was reading this. So basically you did a behavior sequence. Yeah, I did a behavior, yeah, because I was trying to give a behavior sequence Isn't it funny, the more we night. do Life Lab ourselves, yeah. we practice it a lot yeah. more. <laughs> so I gave the example last That's night. That's really good. And then the person was, like, clarifying, well, what about, like, bef what about what you said to your friend? I said, I can't. I'm a person who actually, like, I do not, 
I maybe that'll change, but at this point, like, and especially mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago when I really got into it, I'm a person who actually like in the moment. It's like I'm poked and just like stuff comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So it can't be like I can't just like worry about like oh what am I gonna do when I'm poked? It's like no. How do I actually become a person who is relaxed, is aware that I'm under tension, that I'm calm, is aware of my body? Because the poking is happening because I'm already tense. So then your counter comes before tension. Long before. Because you're like, going to make a mistake. So yeah. then the so, thing that I said earlier this week, there's not a problem making mistakes. It's defending my mistakes. Right. And so then what you're saying, you you the counter... Was that you made a mistake and you apologized for yeah. it. And then you're seeing the result of tension in your life that you make mistakes due to the yeah. tension. And wow. all, I, all I needed to do was apologize to her for like the comment. I was like, ooh, that comment was totally uncalled for. I don't know why I was sassy with you. Um, and she's like, oh, I didn't even notice. But I don't have to go into anything else with her because it, it has nothing to do with her. I, like there's no excuses. There's no reasons. There's no like, oh, I was stressed. You know, like I know you're lucky. irrelevant. Yeah. I am just to have become aware that if I don't take care of my internal, emotional, spiritual condition, then I react in very unloving ways. Sassy. A little sassy. sassy. Get a little okay. sassy. So then, yeah, if you're new to this uh, Life Lab Session 8, <laughs> we're all in. <laughs> and so session 8. We, we have to practice what we're um, learning, and uh, that was a great practice. So the goal is to be loving, to be assertive, to be... God's representation of his love and his forgiveness um, and his joy and his peace within us and it comes out of us. And so uh, thank you for joining us. Our prayer for today is... Oh yeah. All right. So today I pray that you may not be upset by the judgments of others. I pray that you may let God be the judge of the real you. Mm. Amen. Until tomorrow, keep the peace, be of good behavior, and wash your hands. Do we still wash our hands? Yeah, I guess. We're 